1: It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the Word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Today our reading is in the book of Psalms, chapter 34. Great blessing I believe God is going to give us today. Let me begin with verse 4. I think for those of you who need to have a little foundation on Psalms 34, it's a season where David had changed his behavior before Abimelech. He was in trouble. And the Bible says in the fourth verse, I sought the Lord and he had me. Praise the Lord. And he delivered me from all my fears." If you read it from the Amplified Version, he says, I sought, inquired of the Lord and required him of necessity and on the authority of his word. And he had me and delivered me from all my fears. Right there actually is a huge, huge, huge secret on how to seek the Lord. A huge, huge mystery on seeking the Lord. Well, I'm not going to say much uh, but I'll give you a little understanding on this if you study the psalmist he sought required the lord of necessity on the authority of God's word you know some of you don't have results in your prayer because when you're praying you pray based on your feelings God is not moved by your feelings the Bible says our God is a God of knowledge, not a God of feelings. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a God of knowledge. God is provoked to work against what you know. He's looking through the earth to see who knows his word. So he'll show himself strong. Why? Because he values his integrity. You can never question the integrity of his person. And to believe God, to say I am believing God, is to question his integrity. You said now perform." there is nothing that provokes God to work. Like when a man knows that he is proving the integrity of God, not doubting him. Hallelujah, somebody. But it said, I sought the Lord according to the authority of his word. I required of him of necessity on the authority of his word. I held him accountable of what he said. So when you go to pray, that's how you pray. Father, you said, you said. Remind God, you'll be amazed what he will do in your life. And he what? had. Me And delivered me from all my fears. All my fears. The Bible says in verses 5, They looked to him and they were radiant. Their faces shall never blush for shame or be confused. He sought the Lord on the authority of his word. And the Lord delivered him from all his fears. And they looked at him and their eyes were radiant. Their faces never blushed for shame. Or were they confused because they looked at God. Now when the Bible tells us, delivered me from all my fears. You might ask yourself why this is a very important word. Thank God this oracle expressed exactly what is the core conviction of this sermon. The word used there is not delivered me from all my troubles, but he said he delivered me from all my fears. Because as you continue to know God, you realize that it's not what you're going through really that matters. It's the fear it gives you. It's the fear that grips you because of what you're going through. Because it's the only way Satan can divert your vision from truth. In truth, there is nothing in this world that is above you. Nothing. The Bible tells us human beings, very clear, human beings, are the greatest creation of God. Do you agree? You are the best creation of God. If we go down now into these ranks to say now let's start ranking everything God has ever made. You are the best creation. That is why when you study the Bible in Psalms, when it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? It says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Oh my goodness. Read the Hebrew there. Read the Hebrew word there. When it says, Thou hast made him a little lower than angels. As amazing as it is, that doesn't mean what you read in English. The literal translation of Psalms 8-4, it would go as, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than God. Elohim. Are you following? You've made him a little lower than Elohim. The Amplified gives it to us. Let's read it. One thing, let's go. Yet you have made him but a little lower than God. Praise the Lord. The word there is, God, not angels like you read it. So that means after God, you're a little I want to slap somebody. After God, you are a little lower. So where is cancer? Where is HIV? Do you understand what I'm saying? Fearfully and wonderfully Amen. Shout glory to God. Amen. So Satan knows. The only way he can frustrate you is to make you either forget or keep you from the knowledge of who you really are. Then strike your heart with a fear of a thing. Because he knows that thing in itself can't kill you. But fear has the ability to trip you into the destruction of that thing. For example, when the Bible says nothing from without entering a man can defile him. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Nothing from without entering a man can defile him. That's the Bible, Mark seven fifteen. Nothing without entering a man can defile him. Can defile him. In other words, the way God has, for example, created you, you can't be poisoned. You can't be poisoned. Apostle. Of course now there is a balance of wisdom here. I know some foolish people who will take poison to prove they can't be there. You will die because you are trying God. Or those who say they shall take up serpents. No, it's not. I saw a guy once on video. He read Mark 16:18 literally and said they shall take up serpents. And then he got a serpent and it strikes him and he stayed preaching and died because it was stupid. He's not talking about you going for a serpent to get a bite. No, we're talking about if it bites you without your intention to. You get it's wisdom. We need to help some of you. Remember Paul? He was uh, making some fire. The Bible says a viper comes out of the fire. And then what? Strikes his hand. He was not looking for it. But because he knew what was inside him, the Bible says he shook it off. Apostle. No. Bible. The Bible says he shook off the beast in the fire and felt no harm, and they waited for him to see whether this guy would die. And when a great while they saw nothing change, the Bible says, they changed their minds and said, he was a God. They're right, made a little lower than God. You see, it's almost as though even dangerous in our generation to speak the truth because of how much deception has come through over the years in what many of you have been taught. You see, our generation has made up our minds that step by step we are going to believe everything God has said. Because Jesus is about to return and he promised the kind of church he'll come back for. Hallelujah, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Nothing from without. Nothing from without. Yes. You sat next to someone with flu. Nothing from without. Praise the Lord. It's an exercise. You teach yourself. It's not something you're born with. It's not something that happens in two weeks. It's not something that happens in five days. It's something as you continue to acquaint yourself with the world, you just realize you're not suffering from certain things. Not because they don't bypass you, but because when they do, they don't defile your money. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? But, he said, "But that which is within the man. Now, imagine, that man has fear. He can be defiled by fear. So when that flu comes, it will kill him. Not because flu could kill him, but because fear was there. The Bible says, fear hath torment. Now the spirit of fear comes with the potential to punish you. It comes with the potential to punish you. Read it in the Amplified Version. First John four eighteen. He says, "There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. Read, but full-grown, uh-huh, complete, perfect love turns fear out of the doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And say, who, one who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. Now." If fear comes with the thought of death, it comes with the thought of death. Now you get a disease, God forbid, and then the fear of the death of that disease hits you. Isn't it? Now remember, you fulfill the scripture that as a man thinketh, so is he. So because he needs to get inside you to get what to defile you. He has to get into your thought life to corrupt it, to agree with the death that he has sent. Okay? So, you are here. Disease comes into the body and then he says, but this person cannot die if I don't get, you know, fear into their heart. So what does he do? He strikes your heart with fear. When he strikes your heart with fear and fear grips you, then by that fear, you are taken you are beaten, you are defeated. So you die and they think you've died of that disease, but you have died of the fear which defiled you because the Bible says only that which is within is that which can defile a man. If in your heart you know you can't die, now nothing can take you away. But if in your heart, you think you can die now, you don't need to fall sick. You can die even without sickness. Haven't you been around life to see people who looked sick in 1982 and they're still alive? And haven't you heard, this fellow was alive, she wasn't even laughing. It's in here. Are you following? So when the Bible says, he delivered me from all my fears, That means when you're delivered from all your fears, you are delivered from all your troubles. Shout amen. Because the only weapon the enemy uses is to trick you into fear. Because once they trick you into fear, your eyes will look at the fear. You remember when Peter was walking on water? You remember that portion of scripture? He told Jesus, if you be God, bid me that I come. Then he said, Come. And as he walked like this, the Bible says Peter looked at the wind. He saw the wind boisterous and he was uh, afraid. When fear came in, the Bible says he began to seek. Why? By what he saw. So, Satan, to trip you to death or destruction, he will start casting certain visions on your life. To make you look and look where you're not supposed to look. If you look long enough, it's enough to build a fear to kill you. That's the trick. This that I've seen is so powerful. If you understand this thing, you'll keep yourself. You will keep yourself. You'll not need a prayer partner. No, you will keep yourself. You will keep yourself. Shout amen. That's why the Bible says they looked to him. They were in trouble and they looked to him. And their faces radiated. And they never blushed for shame or neither were they confused. Why? Because when you look at him, you cannot fail. Praise the Lord Jesus. The Lord gave me a very wonderful vision. Very wonderful insight on this portion of scripture. That I want to give you today. And he showed me a vision of a man who is standing between two worlds. One world is the world of his trouble, marital issue, sickness of your child, your son is addicted to drugs, your daughter has failed to give birth, you know, the doctor has told you your kidneys are failing, there's cancer in your blood, it's that world. Then you have a world of God. A world where all things are possible, the world of truth, deliverance, and answers. This is where God is. He showed me some people, this is how they relate with God. Their eyes and focus are on the problem. They are on the challenge. They are on the circumstance they are going through. That means you attend mostly in thought and response to what you see in this world. That's what I mean to be There, You see? So that means when they're looking like this here at this problem, God is there. So when they come for service to pray, And you preach a good sermon like this one. You're only helping them to... turn their neck, their head... to hear what God is saying. Are you following what I'm saying? But their positioning... spiritually is here. So you're preaching and they're saying, Amen! Hallelujah! Praise God! Yes! I believe it. it, even when they are screaming and jumping, they are screaming and jumping from here. They are celebrating from here. Follow me. Now, this is a very dangerous position. You know why? Because you cannot live like this for long. Eventually, you get tired. And then you find yourself back. That kind of person you will struggle to turn them to see what God is saying. They are always back in negative confession. They are always back into negative thoughts. Constantly they are thinking the worst about themselves. They are responding nervously and anxiously because they are here. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 45 verses 22, if you will read the new international version, NIV. Isaiah 45 verses 22. Please open there. One, two, three. Let's go. Uh huh. Turn and to me and be. Read it again. Turn and to me and be. Read it again. Read it from your spirit. Turn and to me and be saved. God is saying your first step is first before any symptoms change before any circumstances change, before anything is improved, first turn. Such that, whenever these troubles come, should you be struggling? Okay? At least let them find you doing like this. Because you can't look there for so long. You'll find yourself, who has understood what I just said? First turn. First turn. Some of you, you have shifted here, you're here. The gospel is turning you slowly. So you're here. It's easier to turn this side. It's also easier to turn this side. It's easier to believe. It's easier to fail. If you understand it? It's easier to switch on faith. It's also easier to... Yeah. But you're never perfected in any of the realms because you're not still perfect. Still in the neck. will feel what this person's waist feels. So you're like this. Are you following what I'm saying? Then we have let me call them the anonymous unstable. They have never turned. They are always like this. If they should turn Those are the ones we call the anonymous unstable. Because the problem is when they turn this side, they get locked here. Here you can't. It has to be a certain direction. There's a direction depicted in the spirit for you to turn. You can't just turn on every side. No. If you turn this side, you'll end here. And you'll be swung back. So they're like this. Literally, you have to flip them to see the other side. When they see that side, they see it upside down because they're looking like this. They see men as trees. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, turn. turn. Tell them again, turn. turn. What do I mean by turning? I mean, when a man is turned, you have more thoughts this side than this side. When a man is turned, you have more action this side than this side. One man told me many years ago and I learned this. If it does not work, it wasn't faith. Faith works. Faith works. But I've also realized that because of our indifference, many of us have been literally deceived Think that to believe is to risk. No, actually, to doubt is to risk. Faith has no risk, doubt does. Doubt does. I tell people always now I'm learning every day too that there is no risk in faith. But do you know over the Yasuka will tell us, I risked in faith. <laughs> How can you risk in the substance of things hoped for? How can you risk in the evidence of things not seen? How can you risk in what pleases God? He says, without faith, it is impossible to please me. So how can you risk where you're pleasing? Talk to me. Tell your neighbor, it's risky to doubt. Not to believe. Not to believe. God is saying, you have to set your mind. It's a setting. You know, like how you set a clock. Then you say, "Oh, my clock wasn't working. Now it was reading midday, and yet it's one. It was reading, reading ten, and it's, it's supposed to be one. Then you set that clock to one. The Bible says it's held in perfect peace." whose mind is stayed. The word therefore staying there is set. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he doth trust in you. When a man is set, his mind is stayed on God and the consequence of that is peace. Have you met people who should be worried but they are not? Maybe they got a bad report or things are not working. But you, you don't care. Somebody, oh no, no, I know indifferent people who look like they're under peace, but they're just indifferent. They don't know the difference. The wires don't work right. Psychopath, sociopath, both. Either sociopath or psychopath, they can be disconnected from any feelings, not because they are of faith, but because there's also another demon that has tranquilized. <laughs> their acuity and sense of common sense. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you're not concerned. I'm only saying you have peace. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're not responsible. I'm only saying you have peace. Because you attend. You have trusted that it doesn't matter what I go through, this thing is going to end a certain way, and I know how. Yeah. A man who is turned is freed from fear. Regardless of what they go through, they know I can't die, I can't fail. Somehow it will break through. Oh, yes, you know, because, you know, when you are turned aside, my God, the devil can't speak. Now, have you noticed why you're not working well? Why is your left leg shaking? Uh Aha, you're 39 now. You're 40. Five years only, these eggs are going out. 42. 43. And like a stupid fool comes and whispers in your ears, No more children. You're 45. It's close. And you listening, and you're sullen and sunken. Why? You're here. There's a woman who was 90 and she turned. Yeah. At 90 she turned. That's the lineage of your faith. There are many voices in this world that there's none without signification. Some of you put more faith in human effort than God. The Bible speaks of a man called Asa. A king, he once fell sick. The Bible says he was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease, the Bible says, he sought not the Lord but to the physicians. He did not turn to the Lord. He sought the physicians. Everything he sought was here. There was no opinion he wanted from God. What happened? He died. And some of you are like that. You're going through something you actually have never sought the Lord about. You do everything else and ignore Him on the issue. Sometimes you're like, you might even come to think about it now and say, by the way, I've actually never prayed about this. Jesus slept because he never sought the Lord. In the same spirit, they walk to a man, a prophet comes from God and tells him, Hezekiah, put your house in order for you shall die and not live. That man didn't go to a physician. Bible says, listen to the word, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to God. I don't know who I'm talking to. A prophet came. That means if you are a reader of silent instruction, spiritually, Hezekiah had turned away somehow. Did you get it? If you're a reader of scripture, you'd realize if the Bible says he turned himself to the wall and said to the Lord, it wasn't just a wall. He was turning to God. That means he, some, somewhere spiritually in his bearing, Hezekiah was looking somewhere. And when the prophetic word came, he turned to the Lord and spoke to the Lord. God did not even allow the prophet to go past the middle court. He called him said, hey! The guy has turned to me, gun tell him 15 more years. That is the power of what? Turning. It's the power of turning. Let me tell you, I have no problem with a man or woman who is turned to the Lord but can consult a physician. That's not a problem. Because, consider the position hospitals, doctors, the houses of mercy, they are an extension of God's hand. Like I said, people would be dead if you didn't have, you know, doctors. Some of you are alive because you're immunized. So, I don't have a problem. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because if this is God and you're here, I can't worry about you. Because I know eventually you'll get tired here and turn. It is easier. You know who your source is. But then we have people who are at the physician. And doing this to God, you get it? They're like this to God, but they're looking at that physician. That's the danger. That's the danger. As you continue to grow, and I've learned this, you turn, turn, turn. But one day, as you continue beholding here, you won't need to turn. Did you get it? But it doesn't happen next week. It's a process. It doesn't happen in two months or 15 minutes. It's a process. As you continue to grow, divine health comes. And when it does, you will not need to to turn. But should you fall in trouble, fall in trouble looking here. Lose your job looking here. If he has left, let him leave but leave you. Some of you you're this side. you even hear the songs. How do I live without you? What? How can you say you can't live without Never nah. Some of you have demons. How do I live without you? A woman sang it for a man. You're my world, my heart, my soul.. <laughs> 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 No, my girl committed suicide. Her high school sweetheart refused to that one. I don't even bury you. Even in heaven, I don't want to sit near you. Jesus Christ is the lover of your soul. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Don't we have single mothers and they living well? Are you going to die? No. We have single men who are still alive, and how do I live without you? Uh, 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 uh. Listen. Even my wife, I told her, I'm not her God. I'm her man of God, but I' not God. And some of you, your children have become idols, your wives have become idols, your husbands have become God. He easily can tell you from today you're not praying. I don't want to hear you say Jesus. Okay, sir. No, no, I'm not trying to make you rebellious. I'm trying to help you understand that you were made a little lower than God. Whether you're a woman or a man. I'm not saying you should ignore your roles in marriage or your responsibilities as husbands to your wife. No, 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 no. But in heaven, I want to know my wife as my wife. Can you believe it? Hey, some of you should get married quickly. Jesus is coming back. <laughs> you won't have that joy some of us are enjoying. You understand? So I pray in Jesus' mighty name that may God quicken you. You know, one time I had a silent but very serious conversation with God. and I'm going to tell you something I don't think I've explained uh, in this kind of forum I asked God I said the way I love my wife I reach in heaven and she's just bypassing me like and my daughter Blythe just bypasses me like I I, I said God what? how? and then he laughed he laughed (laughs) he said my son these are the words he told me he said my son you see your wife and children and family and love them more than any other man because you're not perfected in love. And he did told me I'm love. When you reach in heaven, you will love everyone. Like you love your wife and children. Ah! Ah! I told him I know where you love see because you're in a fallen body your emotions are in a fallen body right so you feel for people and think that in heaven eh, you should have the same attachment with those you love no in heaven we shall all be perfected in the celestial that you will see your wife and love her the way you love the sister next to you the person who has cleaning your home the guard at the gate, we will all be unified with the same feeling. And that will make it so beautiful because everywhere you'll be loved and loving. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. It's greater than a child has for their mother. It's greater than a mother has for their child. He said, even a woman can forget her own child. But he said, but I will never forget you. This is higher than our feelings. These things you have for your sisters, it's nothing. It's nothing. Heaven has a love that you cannot define. God is love. I hope you're free and delivered. Back to what we were saying. So, circumstances might come, could come. And for us believers, it's not if, it's when. By the way, that's why he says, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. When you go through the water, the Bible says, I will be with thee. The river shall not overflow you. He didn't say if. He said when. Something can come up one day. or something will come up to test your faith. Will come. I cancel. You continue counseling. But one day you'll seek counseling. You get know the difference. Pun intended. Counseling, counseling. We are tested. And it says the trial of your faith which is more precious than gold when it is tried it will be found perfect. When it comes it should find you dying <laughs> because you need to be free from its fear. When you're free from its fear that's the guarantee That's the guarantee. That's what the Bible says. He says, by no means terrified of our adversaries. Do you know what it means when a man by no means is terrified of his adversaries? That's what the Bible says. Philippians 1.28. Let's read it. He says, in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which to them is a what? Evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and of that of God. Let's read it in the Amplified Version. Perhaps it will help some of you understand what I'm saying. And do not for a moment be what? Frightened or intimidated in. Listen, this involves cancer, it involves HIV, it involves losing a job, it involves. Listen, he says, do not be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness, he says, will be a clear sign and proof and seal. To them, your enemies, of their impending destruction. But a short token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation. And that from God. His zeal performs it. Somebody shout, Amen. amen. That means if something comes and you show the devil I'm not afraid. He touches the rest and tells them we are in trouble. We are fighting, but we are in trouble. We are attacking how we are in trouble. Yes, she still has the signs, but we know it. we are gone. They start counting their destruction. In nothing terrifying. Nothing terrifying. God does not want you to fear. Calm down. Breathe in. And say, I refuse to fear." Oh, yeah, 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 diabetes. I Yeah, you've lost your job, but I refuse to fear in nothing terrifying, But that's not a place you can have when you're here or when you're here, it finds you here because the moment trouble comes, you find yourself turned to the right direction. In Matthew 13, verses 14 in the NIV. He's saying in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For these people's heart has become calloused and they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and and I would heal them. There is nothing God can't fix. But he's waiting for your ears to hear what it should hear. Now, do you know what is happening in this summer? Some ears now are hearing. Somebody in this room, they're sitting in one chair, but their spirit is doing like this. Some are still here. Some are still here. But they are turning. That is why I decree and I declare that whatever troubles your heart, you are leaving it here. Shout amen. I said whatever has been troubling your heart, you are leaving it here. Let me say it again the third time. I said whatever has been troubling your heart, you are leaving it You're not going to lose sleep over it. You're not going to lose peace over it. Here, tell yourself, it ends today. It ends today. Tell yourself it ends today. It ends today. Say it. You don't need to mention it. The devil knows it. Something has happened. Already some things have changed. You know, when you're a turned man, you don't need to see signs to believe. Even if the symptoms are still there, you have turned. And that's important. Somebody shout hallelujah. Psalms 123, verses 1, he says, Unto you do I lift my eyes. Amplified version says, Unto you, I don't look at the situations, I don't look at the circumstances, I don't attend to them, I don't consider. No, I lift my eyes unto you who are enthroned in heaven. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until. The Bible has said until he has mercy and loving kindness on us. Until I'm saying this is not something you do for one week, you don't do it for two weeks, you don't do it for five minutes. No. We look until Mato Let me just allow you to express yourself in five seconds in a time. Zike Parando Cotele Parade Bradega O Yaronte Basegatola. Somebody shout Amen. Until it changes, your eyes keep here. Until your family is restored. Your eyes keep here until your children come home. Your eyes keep here until your body starts to breathe again. Your eyes keep here until your business is aligned. Your eyes keep here until your career is restored. Your eyes keep here until your ministry is healed. Your eyes keep until if it takes longer, you take longer. You take longer. But until you see this, don't change your position. Some of you, it's two days, three days, then you find yourself turning back. You do it for two weeks and five weeks, then you go back. Then you do it for one year. Oh Lord, I've been swallowing tablets for 20 years. I'm okay. tired. I have a lady in this ministry. I shared that story once. Her husband left 20 years ago. She joined And Then we told her, you know what? You can come back. You know what? These people can believe. She said, okay. Mm. After 20 years, the man carried these bags back home and said, let's. Carried his bags back home and said, Let's build our house again. That one is called God. Translator. There is nothing God can't turn. It might have taken so long that now, eh? even the wheels are clogged. You can't move on. It's rusty. But I came to oil it this afternoon. I came to awaken something in somebody's heart who had even given up on its turning I came to just wake somebody up and tell them turn 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 just turn just make the choice and say I'm turning to No, not from your head and I'm not promising you next week you might see the sun but when a man has turned they have turned Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. When a man has turned, they have time. It means from today, you will never lose your peace. From today, you will sleep. From today, you will praise God, worship Him. You know, some of you, you just don't tell you are silent. I don't know how many times I've been on the wall. And something shakes you a bit. And, but you're a turned man. And then I go to a place where nobody is watching. me To make sure nobody is watching. Me. And I put on my phone. And I get a very nice song, And I start singing. And I start singing. Oh, I put on a very nice worship song. In the midst of the storm. I raise my hands and start to see.
0: Oh, you love me. Oh, completely. That's a tanned man. Oh, you love
1: me. You love as I'm singing that probably I'm going through worse than the person who is here and they're singing you've forgotten me oh completely oh it looks like you've forgotten me You've forgotten me in everything. <laughs> Pass me not, O oh, gentle senior, he yeah, my humble oh, cry. Because the Jesus they have, eh? He comes and bypasses them. <laughs> Why all oh others thou art cold? Imagine, imagine, he's calling others. Then he says, Me too, me too, me too. Do not pass me. And then you find somebody who sings it so anointingly. He says, Oh, Savior, Savior. Ha, then you say, Oh, the anointing. No, 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 no the one i have has never left me he does not bypass me he doesn't ignore me i am here always with him no 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 i've seen people literally turn from god in worship i've seen people turn from god in worship hear my humble cry the one we believed has never left us. No, but it's a good song. It's a good song in your tradition. But God separates tradition and revelation. You know the difference? Positioning. Where are you when you're singing that song? No, but somebody can feel like they are forgotten. Yes, you can feel it. But to feel it doesn't mean that because you feel God is far. Lord, you see him so far away. It doesn't mean he's far. Said, I am there. You ever present, help in time with me. So, while these people are doing like this, for us, we're here just worshiping Him. You know, those songs that affirm His presence in your life, sounds like Jesus.
0: You
1: get the difference? That's a man who is saying, I am going through this, but I am here. He has not left me. He has not betrayed me. He has not abandoned me. You trust to the end regardless he's still good he's still good he's still good he's still good regardless of what you've gone through he's still faithful you can still trust him he will save you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12 verses to my last verse. You read the message version. He said, keep. Now that's maturity. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Who both began and finished this race we are in. This is what this portion of scripture means. I tell people there's a person who is cursing God because probably their heart is not pumping right or their intestine is swollen. Yet the man we are talking about at one particular point in life carried all your sickness. That means at one particular point, literally, Jesus suffered from all the diseases any man could carry. In one moment, at the cross, you're casting God with that one thing that is treatable. He carried it all. But I surely He has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains. We esteemed Him smitten, stricken, and afflicted of God. don't ask some of you take these things in. But sometimes the word has that effect on my life. Like I, I take this thing in. But this man we're, we're representing carried all our sicknesses. All of them one time came into one body. So the Bible says this one he began and finished his rest. The Bible says study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was heading. that exhilarating finish in and with God he could put up with anything along the way cross shame whatever you endure everything because you see you see You're keeping your eyes on only one thing. Your body might go otherwise. Your family might go otherwise. Your son can worsen. Your wife might become, you know, more indifferent. Your husband might become crazier, but you might lose your job and the house. You you had gotten mortgage of it and now it's two years. You can't even pay. Keep your eyes fixed. The Bible says, he could put up with anything, anything. That's what Philippians says, I can do all things by Christ which strengthens me. Read in the Amplified. One, two, three, let's go. Have strength for all things in Christ who has me. Wait, 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 wait. Don't skip that word all. Read it again. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. And he says, I'm what? I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. And he says, I am self sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Oh, glory! Whatever comes, you will beat it. I don't care by what name, title, or size. You will beat it. You feel your disturbed, You switch on this sermon and listen. To someone and, listen. And, then and then you keep listening. And then you keep listening. And then you keep listening. The answer will come. Somebody shout hallelujah. Let's finish this. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. Verses 3 says, when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, read with me, go over that story again item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline in your soul. It will charge you up. It will charge you out. Whatever you're going through, you say, but he went through this. Relieve that story in your head. Create mental images. Say he was beaten. He was bruised for my iniquities. Chastisement. But why would he die for my sins and then I carry sickness? Adrenaline. He was made poor that I could become rich. You go back to that story. If you Don't get it and you still through trouble again, you go back. You say, but but he became poor. Adrenaline should say, Why should I be poor if he was made rich? Then you charge and fight. This is how we overcome. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. somebody charged? Come on, come on, is somebody charged? Is somebody charged? You're leaving it here. Tell it our appointment has ended, our contract has ended, Our covenant has ended. I'm divorcing you today. Tell sickness, I'm divorcing you today. Poverty, I'm divorcing you today. Struggle and strife, I'm divorcing you today. I'm divorcing you from my daughter, you spirit of perversion. I'm divorcing you from my son, you spirit of alcoholism. Today! Not next week, today. Some of you might not get how serious the spirit is but because I know what I'm feeling, I'm going to emphasize it. You don't go back with it. You don't go back with it. Your burdens leave them here today. Your cares, cast them. The Bible says, casting your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for you. When you decide to leave them there, to cast them, leave them. Look like a person who is peaceful, live peaceful in spite of it all. You're going to see how many miracles are going to happen in your lives. Casting the whole of your cares. First Peter says, amplify all your anxieties. All your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. Oh. For he cares. Let it go. One woman sang, So let go. My soul and trust still here. The waves of still know. Name, so let go my soul and trust in you. waves Hallelujah. Let God deceive me this afternoon. Just let go. 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 Open your mouth and let's speak to Jesus. Come and let's speak to Jesus. So let go. So let go. My soul and trust
0: in Him. The words and we still know His name. Listen.
1: life in the name of jesus every man and woman at the sound of my voice i see no mistake or error or coincidence that you're listening to this sermon today i decree in the mighty name of jesus somebody has been dealing with a bodily ailment god takes it away today somebody has been dealing with rejection god takes it away today family issues Marriage issues, God takes it away today. Somebody has been dealing with financial issues, God takes it away today. Somebody has been dealing with witchcraft. There is a fire of the Holy Spirit moving right now, dealing with every spirit. Mujimi, marine spirits, spirits of witchcraft. Go! the name of Jesus. Somebody has been troubled in your heart over your child. It ends today. Somebody has been troubled in your heart over your career, your education, your job. It ends today in the mighty name of Jesus. God will redeem time for you. He will restore what you have lost. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare and I declare that great days are ahead of you, great weeks are ahead of you, great years are ahead of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree that you're better next week, you're better next month, you're better next year. Oh, hallelujah. I thank God because it's changing things. He's shifting things. He's redeeming things. He's upholding you. He's undergirding you. He's delivering you. He has not forgotten you. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody give him a mighty of praise. I change the world. who says today I feel I want to give my life to Jesus you say I have had you pastor and I feel that what was missing in my life is to surrender to God and allow him to help me repeat these words after me say Lord Jesus I've heard your word and I've chosen to believe in my heart you died for my sins and you were raised for my glory. Today I receive you in my heart as Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Change me. Transform me. Heal me. Redeem everything that touches my life.
0: at the Uma Upper Gardens from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And for our Sunday services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Uma Multipurpose Hall. Fenero. Make manifest.